Now, back to the Pete McMurray Show. Here's Pete, Rob, and Lisa. Blue Monday. Ah, it's Blue Monday. Got to work. Rather sleep all day. I have some good news. I have some bad news. What do you want first? The bad. The bad news is we're still blue. Do you want, no. do you want the good news? Yes. yes. We missed Blue Monday. It was the third Monday in January. The saddest day of the year. Last week, uh, Rob, you brought up the Seasonal Affective Disorder, which is the acronym is SAD. We have a hashtag joke here at the McMurray House. Hashtag January and February because these months are so depressing. How are you guys feeling? I don't know about you, but I'm depressed. I feel yep. low. A lull, maybe. A lull? A lull. You know, like just a a little downward. You're in a valley, not a peak. Right. You want to make your way back up. I'd like to be back up, yes. Let's welcome in our psychotherapist to the show. It's Amy Morin. Amy, how are you? How are you feeling? I'm not doing too bad, but I did move from Maine to the Florida Keys, so I have to say, (laughs) (laughs) oh, you know what? I don't want to talk to her anymore. This is nonsense. Well, she's smart. (laughs) Who's the smartest one now on the show? Amy. (sighs) Yeah. But I do have solutions, even if you can't move to the south of what can work. (laughs) Well, here's a question before we get into it. Remember our pain, though. (laughs) Our pain is real. Well, what happens when a psychotherapist gets depressed? Who do you call? You got your people? Most every therapist I know has their own therapist, so we definitely go see people. Just like if you were a doctor and you had high blood pressure, you probably still need to go see somebody. We do the same thing. But they say doctors are the worst patients. Are you a good patient if you're a a good therapist patient as a therapist? Well, you know, I think most of us, and I can speak for myself, we often have the attitude of, I should know this, but I don't. And we ask questions, and then, you know, a therapist will often tell us, it's different when it's on yourself. You know, the emotions get in the way and we're human beings. So we experience a lot of the same things that we're working with our patients on. Right. So true. You know, we joke, but we, we take mental health very seriously on the show. We try to talk about it often to let people know that it's okay to say that you're depressed and it's okay to reach out for help, especially this time of year when people really get depressed during the winter time. It really is. Our uh, uh, therapy patients, I mean, the influx of people coming in this time of year always spiked right after the holidays. Then you get in this slump of, oh, my goodness, just several more months of winter. It's cold. It's dark. Uh, I'm kind of beating myself up for maybe how the year ended. It wasn't the same. And then, as you say, you get mid- midway through January. Your New Year's resolutions have probably worn off. And you think, oh, <laughs> now what? Never. <laughs> so what do we do? I'm on a text with Lisa and Rob. And I feel like we all try to cheer each other up, you know, by making fun. I mean, we bring it up, especially I bring it up a lot to Lisa. Oh, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm having a bad day. But number one, I would say to lean on someone else, would that be a solution? Yeah, absolutely. Talking about it. When uh, we get depressed, our first instinct is often to isolate ourselves and we draw within and just don't want to tell anybody that what we're going through. We don't talk about it. And then our depression gets even worse. You know, it's funny that you say that because uh, last week I was in the middle of the the pity pity party where I was sitting (laughs) around my house and I was getting so depressed and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get out of my house. What am I doing here? I got to be around people. I draw energy from being around people (gasps) and crowds. I love it. You're a vampire. Right. I just need to get out. This was at four in the afternoon. I've been sitting around all day. 
doing some work, cleaning the house, it's like, oh my God, I got to get out and just actually see people. You know, that's a wonderful thing for a lot of people this time of year, especially when we, and especially during the pandemic, where people feel like they're just so much more isolated than usual. And being around people, sometimes when you're depressed, it's important to force yourself to do things that you don't want to do. And even though your brain will say, no, just stay here, stay on the couch, stay warm under these blankets, sometimes that's the worst thing you can do. And you have to do the opposite of what your brain's trying to talk you into. We need people to get out of the house, first of all. Yeah, that's a really important thing is to say, what am I going to go do? What's contrary to depression? Which depression wants us to stay in bed. It wants us to stay home alone. It wants us to stay parked in front of the television Mm -hmm. in our pajamas, which feels good for a minute. But over the long haul, nobody comes out of their depression because they stayed home by themselves and didn't do anything. You have to push yourself to do things. Be around people. Go go do things that maybe you don't want to do and get some physical activity as well. God, why is that? Why do we get so tired when you get depressed and you have no energy and it just takes a huge effort to get out of the house? Oh. You know, it affects our every system <laughs> in our body. Our brain convinces our bodies not to move. And then the less you move, the less you want to move. And it just takes a toll on all the chemicals in your body and does make it so much more difficult to do everyday tasks. I've worked with people who say, you know, I... I sit and look at the dishes for three hours, but I can't make myself get up and wash the dishes or cleaning the house seems like such a chore, but because the house is is dirty, I feel bad. And then I get stuck in this cycle of not wanting to clean yet at the same time, not wanting to sit here and look at the mess. Yes. You get stuck in that feedback loop. So how do you break the loop without uh, moving to Key West? (laughs) There's a few things. When it comes to seasonal affective disorder in particular, we know that bright light therapy works. And if somebody can go outside and get some sunlight in the morning, that's wonderful. But if you live in a really cold place where you're not going to go outside and it's not going to be sunny and bright in the morning, then light therapy lamps can be a great alternative. You can purchase them on Amazon, lots of places online. They're fairly inexpensive. And essentially, you just turn on the light and sit in front of it for 15 to 20 minutes and a bright light in your face kind of wakes up your brain to know it's daytime. I'm supposed to be functioning And it can do a lot to the chemicals in your brain and your body and sort of trick yourself into thinking that it's summertime when it's not. And for a lot of people, that gives them that big boost of energy back. And then they can get things done. And then when they're getting things done and they feel like leaving the house, then they're doing the things that combat depression. Pete brought up a good point, though. I I find myself getting doubly depressed because I'm sitting around. Nothing's getting done. Then I look at the clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock. I've done nothing. So now I've just added another layer to that cake of just depression. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's just a bad, it's a bad thing, Amy. It is. And it is tough to combat. So sometimes people will say, I'll set a goal to just see how much I can clean up in the next five minutes. And if they can talk themselves into clearing some clutter for five minutes at the end of those five minutes, maybe they say, well, I could do another five minutes. And just pushing yourself to do the things that you don't want to do for small bits of time, sometimes we can accomplish a lot more than we might think we can. So the person who said, I put off doing the dishes for three hours, well, it might only take 10 minutes to do the dishes, but if you, if you actually worked on them. And sometimes people find it's helpful, too, to pair, pair a task they don't want to do with something that they do want to do. Mm-hmm. So if you say, all right, I'm going to clean the house for 20 minutes, but I'm going to do it while I'm listening to my favorite podcast, or I'm going to turn on some music, or I'll have my favorite show in the background. Sometimes that makes it feel like it's a little more doable. So true. We're talking to psychotherapist Amy Morin. Uh, I remember you mentioning the light therapy a few times when we had you on. Does it really work with just shining a light in your face? 
because I always go to Amazon after we have you on and I look at it and I never pull the trigger. Right. It seems ridiculous or it almost seems like it's too simple because you think, well, if this is all that it is, all that it does, how could this possibly help? But there's tons of research and science behind it that shows that it does release those chemicals in our brain because so often in the winter, we rarely see the sun. And if you don't see the sun, it's like your brain gets confused about whether it's nighttime or it's daytime. Oh, and it's almost like we're yes. hibernating. Yeah. But when you yes. put bright light in your face, it's like it wakes up your brain, it wakes up your body, and the chemicals shift. And people say, gosh, I then feel like I have more energy to start my day. And you've got that beautiful sunrise and sunset down in the Keys. We're coming. Yeah, That's we can't it. complain <laughs> about it down here. It definitely is bright. <laughs> You know, it's interesting um, that you talk about the sun because Lisa just got back from a trip. I've never seen her happier. Rob, you, <laughs> you went to Florida before the holidays. I went to Florida during the holidays. When you get that vitamin D and you feel oh. the heat during the wintertime, I mean, it makes a huge difference. I feel like a completely different human being when it's warm and sunny out than when I do in these months. It's, it's, it's just night and day. It's yeah. night and day. So true. Amy, you mentioned last time we had you on the show, give yourself something to look forward to, be it a trip, be it a weekend somewhere, maybe you're going to a party, give yourself something to look forward to on the calendar. It is. So we talk so much about this in in the therapy office as well. Pleasant activity scheduling. And there's science behind this one that says just having something to look forward to gives you an instant boost in your mood. And then when you do that fun thing, you get a second boost in your mood. And then you've created a positive memory, so you get a third boost. Oh, and it wow. doesn't have to be something huge. It's wonderful if you can plan a trip to a sunny place and, and go visit it. But sometimes just small things of, okay, on Friday night, I'm going to watch a movie. Or I'm going to go to dinner on Saturday. And put it on your calendar so that you have it to look forward to. 7 o'clock on Saturday night, I'm going to call a friend and we're going to go somewhere. As long as you have something to look forward to. Uh, it can just really help you think, okay, it's not like the same day all day over and over again because the days yes. can blend together, especially during the pandemic. And the weekends sometimes are such a blur where we think, oh, I meant to do something, but I didn't. But if you have it in your calendar, you're much more likely to actually do it. Right. Yeah. Send yourself a calendar invite. And what did we learn during the pandemic, during the lockdown, is that we like to spend time with people that we love. So make an appointment, have people over, or invite yourself over to their house, get some (laughs) FaceTime with people. People still are staying at home. They're not getting FaceTime with their friends or relatives. It's almost like we got out of the habit, and people sometimes will still say, well, uh, safety issues, I don't want to. And if people have physical health concerns, that's one thing. But I think it's also become an excuse for a lot of people. Somebody might go to the grocery store, but then doesn't want to see somebody else face to face and they say well you know the pandemic (laughs) and i think it's important for us to recognize our tendency sometimes to do that to know well if it's safe to to do certain things then maybe having dinner with a friend uh is it's safe to do that too maybe i just don't feel like it but to know when you push yourself to do social things now that we've been out of practice of socializing it can be hard to do but we can get back out there and keep practicing and, and it gets easier again over time when we start to become more comfortable with it God, that's yeah, I think so I true. totally forget that you can leave your house and do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much how it works, yes. <laughs> Amy, what's your website for everybody? Uh, Amy Morin, LCSW, is in LicensedClinicalSocialWorker.com and as well as VeryWellMind.com. Thank you, Amy. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me.
More of the Pete McMurray Show coming up next.